Blog Talk Radio. Hello. Coming to you since 1997 on KKUP Radio with over 250 guests and still going strong in their 12th year of weekly broadcasting, the International Taz and Paula Show brings to you expansive, engaging, and groundbreaking intensity on radio and now on the Internet airwaves today. Listen live every Thursday or visit Embracing Mother Earth's archives, exclusive articles, ask questions, and receive actual answers from guests anytime at TazAndPaulaShow.com. Taz and Paula's special guests are experts coming from all walks of life, energizing our lives with a passion that inspires and teaches us with each of their compelling personal life journeys, with roots from ancient wisdom and bridging it with modern science. We hope today's show touches the wisdom of your heart. And now, Taz and Paula. Good afternoon, everyone out there. Life is changing every single minute of each day. It feels like an elastic spiritual journey that moves with us as we breathe, changing moment to moment. And here with us today, opening the doors of our true earth history that is not volleyed as well by any other, our amazing guest, Sheldon Neidl. He's an author, lecturer, physicist, and UFO ET representative that has learned to walk between many worlds and been thoroughly and carefully educated by the Galactic Federation. While many speakers at the New Age community use channeling as a method of obtaining their information, in contrast, Sheldon receives his information directly and clear, clearly via his etheric and physical implants. This method facilitates an ongoing telepathic communication with his ET contacts. You are now listening to the International Taz and Paula, and I'm Paula. And I'm Taz. Paula, as you well know, over the last few days, several individuals have been checking in with us. Many are feeling, as you said, as if we are on an elastic spiritual journey, being adjusted from moment to moment. Um, Actually, it feels like a learning curve we're experiencing so that we can keep more finely attuned to the energies we are encountering, not only within our bodies, but within our lives. Many are having strange anomalies that last only a day or two, then disappear, like um, headaches, aches and pain in the joints, twisted necks, night owl syndrome, and or sleeping 12 hours straight. Are any hands going up out there at home? (laughs) And these are just a few among many that people are experiencing. We'll find out more about these overlapping frequencies as we check in with Sheldon's Earth thermometer in just a couple of minutes. How fortunate for us, he is a physicist in our hip pocket with all of Earth's hidden history, and blessed from birth to see life in a totally true-based truth package. Paula, please share with us about Sheldon's worldwide organization. Well, Sheldon is the founder of the Planetary Activation Organization, which we call PAO, P-A-W, I'm sorry, P-A-O, with over 2,300 registered groups worldwide. Their philosophy is to empower the individual in order to transform the world. Sheldon, it's so great to have you back with us. We're ready to hear about Earth's hidden history. So welcome to our show. Thank you very much, Paul. Uh, I hope we have a wonderful 
time here today and hope we get many uh, of the things that are bothering people answered so we can uh, better understand the changes that are going on around our planet right now. So are we doing those quantum leaps that maybe are uh, a little more difficult than we think? <laughs> well, what is happening right now is they are working on the upper chakras. They're changing them toward the 13 chakra system, preparing us, of course, for our final little jump into full consciousness, which will happen eventually after the landings happen. So right now, what uh, heaven is working on is ordered is basically that all our head chakras be adjusted, which is why lots of people are running into problems with sleep, running into problems with headaches, running into problems with blurry vision at times, running into all kinds of aches and pains in their, in their head, in their neck, in their upper shoulders, and of course in their upper chest area, because part of this movement is to put the new uh, thymus chakra in, and so-called upper heart chakra. So as a result of all of that, we are going through a lot of changes. Gee, I've been worried. I've been uh, <laughs> thinking it was allergies. I've had headaches and things like that, so it might be more than just allergies. It could also be chemtrails. What we, what we have is nature is changing us, namely heaven is changing to prepare us, and we also have uh, the chemtrail problem going on out there. So we have both. So it could be sinuses caused by the uh, viruses and heavy metals, or it could just be the sinuses caused by the changes in your head chakra system. Yeah, it's kind of a strange uh, feeling in the head. It's almost like you're not quite here. <laughs> right. Well, that's, that's because they are raising the frequencies. And when you ah. do that, when you do that, it means that the, all the different centers in your head get more energies. So, for instance, uh, the Ajna Center uh, is, is now getting more and more energy. So it is getting, having to uh, adjust. And so as it adjusts, as the pineal adjusts, it also causes all the other centers to change in the head as well. And, of course, we're also bringing in our well of dreams in the back of our head. So, and, of course, the crown, because we are bringing in uh, new gold and silver cords for higher energies, the gold cord at the crown is also getting more energies, and the adjustments of how we can, are connected is also to, uh, changing. So you add all of that stuff together, and, of course, it does not make for easy sleep, and it does create all kinds of odd problems that bug you during the course of a day. Hmm. Yeah, it, it's as if you're not really here, but you're here. <laughs> and some people are zoning out watching movies at night. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, it's like, uh, all right, I guess I'll take advantage of this time and uh, not think in the, at the tops. Oh, my goodness. Well, okay. Should so, we be eating lighter? I mean, should we be eating lighter and less food to, to allow this to happen naturally? Right, and also eating more uh, foods that are beneficial to you. All these snack foods and things are really not that good for you. So we have to kind of adjust our diet as a result, as you've just hinted at. So the problem, Paula, is, as you've said, we have to change how we eat. And this also is because our heads are changing. We are bringing in all these new chakra systems. A lot of times you may, when you actually do get to sleep, you may have very extremely vivid dreams or you may get messages, feel like somebody's talking to you but at a whisper that you can barely understand and you'll, it'll bug you after a while. You say, what was that? And you come in out of sleep and you'll feel that as you're coming out. So the result of all of that is we are feeling it really deeply. So a lot of people are getting headaches, a lot of people are feeling a little more dizzy, 
getting blurry vision because the, as the vision center in the back of the head adjusts the changes in the well of dreams, it causes your vision to not be as sharp. So at times, you may have trouble focusing. At other times, it may be sharper than normal. So the, the result of all of that is that we feel almost like somebody working on a television set or something. You, you, you get the image. You don't get the image. It gets in clear. It's a little fuzzy. So we're continually feeling it. And also you feel stuff happening in the, in the base of your brain, down in your brain stem and in your neck because all this energy is causing changes to occur in all the very uh, various uh, cervical vertebrae. So the upper part of our neck is feeling it. We're getting more neck aches. We're feeling odd. The muscles around the various vertebrae in the neck are also changing, so it is causing some undue pulling on our head and neck, and that's also causing problems with misalignment. So we are in the midst of great changes, and of course it is affecting us because we are very much understanding what we want to do and what we don't want to do as far as it goes physically. Suddenly all this is causing immense limitations that we never felt before, and of course it confuses us, it upsets us, and when we go to, to a practitioner, we find out whether it's a doctor or it's a regular health practitioner, they are confused about all the changes. They make adjustments and they discover that they're not working like they usually did in the previous time. So it's causing confusion, it's causing changes not only to us but to people who work on us to try to help us feel better. So it's, a, it's kind of a little bit of a, of a mess up there, but it's part of this process of changing. After all, we have to be prepared for the final step, which is the uh, various light chambers. When we step in there for our final three days, we have to be at certain frequencies. We have to have certain levels of development in our 13 chakra system. We have to have a better understanding of who and what we really are and connecting up better with our I am presence. So this is an immense series of changes that are happening to us. And as all this happens, and it, of course, as I said, leads to some confusion or some upsetness or some pains that we don't want, it's interfering with what we're normally doing. And so it means we have to change. And as you said, Paul, we have to change our dieting. We have to get, eat a little lighter. Although at times, because of the changes, your body says, I want more energy, so the hunger center in the brain suddenly yells, feed me, feed me. And so you feel, you feel strange hunger pains that you haven't felt before. So all this is going on right now. You might call this our, our little physical circus that we are having to endure right now. Wow, everyone's going through it though, huh? <laughs> Everybody's going through it in one way or another. And people who don't really understand anything about chakra systems or understand anything about what's going on, about changes in the nature of our reality and the changes in the frequencies of our reality around us are even more confused. And of course when they, as I said, consult their health professionals, they find out that they are not much help. And so it further confuses everybody. So. What we're having is a lot of people that are a little upset, other people that are confused, and other people that are just feeling pains and wondering what this is all about. Luckily, we have a better understanding because of the knowledge we've had a chance to be introduced to. So we realize that this is part of a great process to prepare us for being fully conscious. And so as we see that, as we feel it, 
and we understand that we can be less confused and less upset about it, but nonetheless we will be not wanting this to happen, but we know it's for our good, but physiologically when you have terrible headaches or you haven't slept and you're kind of having trouble walking normally and you're feeling a little dizzy and all that, it's not, it doesn't do you well, and, so, and you can't do things you normally would do because your brain is just not prepared to back up what you want it to do. It just sits there and doesn't provide you with anything. And so you may just stare at a computer screen trying to do something and nothing happens. And this, unfortunately, is part of the byproduct of all this stuff we've just been talking about. So we are changing. And it's not just us that's changing. All the planets in this solar system are going through the same stuff that we're going through. Earth is not the only planet in this solar system having some version in its own reality of a climate change. Mars is going through a tremendous climate change. So is Venus. Mercury has become the most active volcanic planet in the entire solar system. All kinds of oddities are happening in the atmospheres of Jupiter and Saturn. It's, it's not just us. This entire solar system, all the way out to Pluto and beyond, is just shifting and getting the new energies in. It's part of a process of change and this is one of the things when I have my webinar at the end of this month I'm going to be talking about is the change is happening the Sun realizes deeply that her problem is how to adjust this entire solar system to get it ready for the great changes required for it to move up in its dimensional reality so the Sun is hyperactive Yet despite all this hyperactivity, all these massive coronal ejections of energies, it has not caused undue problems with the Earth. The amount of upsetness in our electrical systems, etc., is minimal. So what's happening is not based upon changes in our system, in other words, the solar system. It's based upon changes in the entire energies toward an ascension energies. I call this the ascension of ourselves and of planet Earth and of the entire solar system. So things are happening on the sun that uh, solar scientists cannot normally explain. And so their answer on this is just that unusual characteristics are happening, which is their way of saying, I don't know the hell what's going on out there. <laughs> and this is happening everywhere. I mean, the nature of the planet Mars. Mars has a whole bunch of rovers running around on it right now. They are experiencing changes in temperature, changes in the nature of how the atmosphere of Mars is acting. So they're going through the same kind of climate change that we are here on Earth are going. Of course, they don't have the added active factor of, of humans adding and accelerating certain aspects to it. But nonetheless, there's changes. Venus's atmosphere is also changing. So what we're finding out about is the entire solar system is changing. The vibrational pattern, the magnetosphere coming out of the sun that surrounds this entire solar system is changing. There's even odd things happening way out in the Oort clouds, which at the far end of our galaxy. Our galaxy is actually surrounded by this giant cloud of dust. And that cloud of dust is also acting odd. So what we have here is an entire solar system that's in change. And the change is affecting not only us, us humans living on the surface of this planet, it's affecting the entire ecology of our planet and the entire ecology of everything existing throughout this entire solar system. So as you look at that, 
you begin to see that there is a great deal of change occurring. And then you say, well, what is the reason behind this? Well, there have been other periods. You know, the sun has a regular 11-year cycle of being hyperactive. This cycle is a little different in the nature of what's happening in terms of sunspots and in terms of what's happening as far as the energies of the sun. So the sun is changing. Solar scientists understand that. They realize the sun is changing. The giant problem they don't understand is what is happening. Like there was recently another one which happens from time to time during every 11-year cycle, a, a switch, a magnetic alteration, in other words, a pole shift on the sun. This is part of a process of changing the patterns, how the sun operates. The same thing is happening throughout the solar system. So as you look at all of this, you discover that this entire system is changing. Like, for instance, the hexagonal uh, strange uh, polar things going on and Saturn, the similar things going on in Jupiter. So it's not just us. We have to understand we are not alone in this thing. The entire solar system is changing. It's preparing for a change. And this is also affecting everyone who is watching this, which are people of the Galactic Federation. They are all over this galaxy. And one of the things I'm going to show again in, uh, in the webinars, all the different NASA photographs have been made of ships throughout the solar system from the large planets like Jupiter and, and Saturn to ones right by the sun and all the way in between. So we are being visited. We are part of a process of change. They understand that. They are physically overseeing what heaven is doing with us. Because heaven is changing this entire solar system, and as it does so, it's changing each and every one of us, plus the ecosystem of this planet. If you didn't know any different, you would say that right now we are going through a preliminary, which is the basis of one of the great uh, dying-off cycles, which is called the, uh, the Great Permian, in which almost entire species of creatures just died off during the last period of of the Great Permian before the Mesozoic period began. So we look at this, and even though it's hundreds of millions of years ago, over 200 million years ago, we see a similarity to it. And we say, is this great cycle happening, and what does this mean? And of course, it's not about a death cycle. It's about a life cycle. It's about moving the energies of, of this entire reality that we call Earth to a next level and combining inner and outer Earth together. And this is something that every major scientist on this planet that really understands the energy shifts on this planet realizes that inner Earth is not a myth, it's reality. Of course, that changes the geology. So those in the know in geology understand that their positions are dependent upon maintaining this fiction that they have about the Earth being this rock-solid planet and the nature of the magnetics of it and not explaining what's going on at the poles. So... Once again, they're just trying to hide things. And these cover-ups, whether it's the UFO cover-up, whether it's the cover-up of the changes on our planet, whether it's the vast amount of cover-ups going on right now through all the planets of our solar system and to the sun herself, it's part of a process of change. And so with all of that, we know that we are in the midst of a great an incredible transformation, and this is the change in consciousness, as I like to call it. Wow, this is really intense. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's a lot going on. You know, uh, let me just um, 
talk, you talk about species, some leaving the planet and some being brought in. What about our bees, Sheldon? Uh, I saw somewhere where they were making artificial bees. I don't know whether that's really true or not. But you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, what's happening with the bees is when the bees are maintaining themselves in an organic situation, in other words, they're using organic farming and they're, and they're fertilizing all these organic flowers to produce all these organic fruits, there's no problem. There's a massive amount of bees. But when you deal with the traditional farming with all these pesticides, etc., it has affected the bees and it has caused them to die off in many, many cases. So you have a case of where the bees are thriving in an organic environment and dying like crazy in a non-organic one. It's just another sign. The bees are just giving us another sign that the nature of the society that we have, whether we do our, we do our agriculture, how we do anything, that there is giant flaws in it that need now to be adjusted because all of us are changing. And this is just a dramatic way, if you really study it, you can see how dramatic it is. And it's simply saying that this artificial reality that we've created over the last five, six decades just doesn't work anymore. And this world as we've now created over the last 50, 60 years, this world no longer is a world that is thriving. Everywhere around us we are seeing how it's falling apart, how the banking system is dying, how the concepts are trying to create things by war, trade, or anything, that everything is shifting. We are in the midst of a great period of change. We are transcending into something else, and that something else is this new reality that we've been talking about, this fully conscious world, a world that no longer sees itself as alone, but sees itself as part of a greater system, sees that inner earth and the Galactic Federation are real and that we can interact with them and that the conscious energies and potential which these magnificent beings have is really our future. And that we right now are in a period where we are being able finally to take that and allow ourselves to see that this is indeed where we're going. And more and more people are becoming aware of it. And of course you look up in the sky and you see the feeble attempts by the powers that be on this planet right now that are fading away with their chemtrails. You see the mess that's going on with agriculture. You see the weather problems. You see the drought in California and throughout most of the western states. And you see the crazy weather. Like we just had uh, last weekend, we just had a giant snowstorm in the central Rockies. Denver actually had four inches of snow. And think of that, in late May. <laughs> <laughs> So this is, the, this is the craziness of it all. And while this was going on, advanced amounts of tornadoes in the uh, states adjacent to Colorado, like uh, Kansas and Nebraska. So this crazy weather is just another sign, one, of the changes going on, and two, of the fact that the more we try to interfere and maintain the society that we have, at least those that are in charge of this society, the more this weather and this reality are rebelling against it. So we just have to see deeply inside ourselves, this is a change. It's inevitable. It's going to happen swiftly. And right now we are in the latter parts of that change. And we just have to learn to accept it, learn about it, be prepared for it, see what the changes are, in other words, how they affect ourselves, 
and go with it. A lot of people have learned that your job is not to fight everything. Your job is to accept it and use your energies and the knowledge you gather from what's happening to you to inform others so that if they have any freak potential in there that it doesn't happen, that they can also get through it easily and smoothly and effectively. Being so I, that, go, ahead. go ahead, Paula. I was just going to say, so should we stand back and allow like the bees to uh, be taken off the earth because of greedy people with the uh, that's killing them, or should we speak up for the bees? Or, I mean, should we get involved that way? We should get involved because, after all, organic farmers and beekeepers that deal mainly with organic farmers, their bees are thriving. Right. They're not dying, they're thriving. So what we have to say is, my God, this new agriculture that became major after World War II especially, isn't working anymore. We have to say, we need we need a better way of producing our food. We need a better way of providing for all of us. And one of the things that is happening here is we are seeing that indeed better use of our water, our weather, and the use of things such as organic agriculture, spreading that out is really important. The present ways of doing things just are not working. And we need to be make everybody aware of the fact that this world as we are used to it, just is not working anymore. That's why wheat is suddenly considered bad for everybody. You have uh, this uh, celiac kind of uh, reaction in common people now to wheat. It's because they GMO'd the wheat. So we've got to say genetic manipulations and all these pesticides and these artificial fertilizers, okay, for a while, they caused increases in food and all that, and the big monstrous uh, agricultural giants made tons of money on it, and it also helped the small farmers to survive. But there's a new world happening out there, and it's not just in farming. It's not just in agriculture. It's in politics. It's in trade. It's in money. It's in finance. It's everywhere. There right well, now the- is proof beyond belief in everything that the people who are in power understand their world is collapsing and they are desperately trying to prevent their own demise. And so that's why you're having all these bankers dealing with trade and money suddenly committing suicide when they were, of course, not the type of personality to do that. And you have an idea, you start saying, well, maybe it was all this uh, secret operation stuff happening. And you start thinking, even though you may not be in a conspiracy theory, you start seeing a pattern happening, and this pattern has been increasing all over the financial cycle, and not just here in the States, but in Europe and Asia, all over the place. So you have to say, what's happening? All the machinations that have been made on gold and silver, on various debentures, etc., that were highly illegal in the first place, in order to make tons of money, create an almost like casino atmosphere in, in stocks and bonds, all of this was just a bubble. It's burst now. We need to understand we need a new economic system. We need a new way of providing food for ourselves. We need a new way of changing the weather on our, on our planet. We need a new way for better understanding who Gaia is and understanding how to cooperate with her and not fight against her, as a lot of this society's basic structures are all about. We cannot live outside of nature. 
we are in nature and we have to survive within it. And so she is giving us signs and we need to take those signs, not ignore them, and develop alternatives that prepare us for what we need to do. So yes, we need to make a noise. We need to make people understand that this is a time for change and that people have to be aware of why things aren't working. And yes, the bees who are doing non-organic farming are dying because of all these pesticides, etc. We need to ask that water resources and the ways to provide for organic farming and other things that can provide for better food sources need to be emphasized and we need a voice and if the voice is just ourselves getting other people to understand that and educating them that's the stuff we have to do well i think i think we are being heard because i just heard on the news that uh whole foods is starting to lose money because all the other um stores uh regular stores like safeway they're carrying the organic things because people are asking for it. So it's no longer something just a few people do. There's a lot of people out there asking for the organic foods. So I think we are being heard. We are being heard because the best way to operate is to be heard with your money. Mm -hmm. People tend to listen to where the money goes more than people screaming or yelling in the street with placards running up and down. Uh, the, The thing is, that is what is happening. People realize that the quality of their food is important for the quality of their life. They're also understanding that the, many of the policies of our governments and many of the political aspects going on right now that deal with the quality of life need to be changed. And so there is a lot of people out there right now that are learning more and more about all of this, becoming more aware, and actively writing letters, talking to one another, creating organizations, interacting with one another, and working for change. And this indeed is starting to have an effect on how this entire society is put together. Sheldon, I, um, I have a question here. I, um, what I'd like you to do is tell me the difference between scalar energy and electromagnetic energy. And I've been reading that the scalar energy will be found um, in the universe probably full-blown, and the electromagnetic energy will no longer exist. Um, well, we, well, first thing we have, we have to do, Tess, is look at what we're talking about. Scalar energy is interdimensional energy. It's kind of like zero-point energy. Okay. It's there. When it comes into our reality, it produces like a paraelectricity or a paramagnetic effect. It looks like it. You put it on meters, it gets the same similar type effect. In other words, you wind up with voltage and resistance and amperage. You get energy. But the energy is a lot different. In other words, the shocks you get from electricity aren't there with paraelectricity. Paramagnetism as well. But what it is, is it's a conversion factor. We have to realize that the energy within our reality is shifting. We live in what we might call a uh, fractal holographic universe. Fractals, the reproducing of certain basic geometric patterns at different sizes ranging from the subatomic all the way up to a planet size or bigger, exist across the entire universe. There are energy patterns. This is what the golden mean and all these traditional concepts are about. 
is what hermetics is about. It's about using these energies to heal because it's life energies. It gives us life. It gives every matter in this entire reality we exist in, gives it its form and its existence. Now, so scalar is this interdimensional energy. Scalar fields are interdimensional fields. They exist above us. If we were to look at putting this all together, you would see a dimensional reality, and rounding that reality would be like a flux field. The, around the flux field would be other dimensional energies. And these energies above us would be scalar because they operate in a different way. They're almost like longitudinal waves. They're, they're lengthy but they're, they're not quite as we would look at low-frequency electricity, which is these longitudinal waves. What Tesla did when he was much younger, in the 1890s, he began to discover the importance of how these longitudinal electrical waves of low frequency could actually encourage these other energies, these scalar interdimensional energies, and they are related to what's called zero-point energy, which is a very giant misnomer. There's not really a zero point in any of these because when you go into other dimensions, you don't go through a zero point. You go through a, ch a change in potential. But the important point for us to understand in this and just simple understanding of it is that we live here in an electrical magnetic universe. We are electromagnetic life forms. These electromagnetic forms have the, have the ability to come together in ways to produce gravity. They're attractor forms. And these attractor forms create planets and people and stars and everything like that. And this universe is something we have to understand because the nature of all this attractor energy is consciousness, an awareness of the divine plan, of the, of the divine plan as it unfolds throughout all of physicality and all of spirituality, in other words, heaven, etc., and higher dimensions. So when you understand all of that and you can see that and feel that, and you take traditional, what's so-called sacred geometry and all that's related to it, and you then expand it outward to include these energies, you begin to see that this that this goes beyond forms of physics. You know, you can have all kinds of forms. You can have post-Einsteinian, you can have quantum physics, whatever, post-quantum physics. What we're talking about is that the universe exists as a resonance, which is one of the most magnificent things that the ancient Greeks ever did, was they talked about this great one resonance, which is what universe means in Greek, uni one verse sound. So we have this one sound, and that sound, of course, is no more than a resonance. So as you begin to see that, the next thing you understand about this is that this is all connected together. There's this beautiful connection. You might look at these flux fields as being like the glue that ties together everything in all creation, at least physical creation. And you, you begin to see how you can move from one to the other and you see how getting above a frequency of a reality leads you into these flux fields, and then you can go directly into any other dimension, any place else you want, or back down into your dimension. So you can do like saucers do. You can increase your energy, and immediately, within a split second that you disappear, which is you go into the flux field, you come out, and you're way over the other side of the sky. You can do the same thing with going from star to star. 
So really, what we don't need to understand about is how to use wormholes to move from one place to another. We just need to understand the construct of reality and how we can use it. And this is what we are going to learn. We're going to learn about the nature of how consciousness operates. What is its potential? What can it do? And indeed, if enough people come together and understand the nature of how to set energy fields, they can accomplish incredible things. And this is why we need to understand just how powerful we are as people. That together, operating in one basic set of realities with a set of focus, we can, we can do miracles. And this has been done again and again by people who've understood that, have gone out chanting, and have created things. As a matter of fact, that's how the great pyramids and a lot of other things were created, by taking a resonance pattern, understanding that by surrounding that resonance pattern around stone, no matter how much it weighs, you could lift it to any height and you could set it down wherever you wanted to. And so you look at all of this and you understand the nature of it all and you begin to see that the universe is indeed one great resonance divided into bazillions of forms. Every human being is like a snowflake. You have your own set of particular resonance patterns. And these resonance patterns are part of everybody else. And together we form this incredible sacred symphony. And so if we could really hear one another, we would all sound like the angels. We would feel this amazing energy around us. And this is what we actually have around us all the time. And so as you begin to understand that, and you can feel it, and you meditate on it, and you feel that energy, and you see how that affects everybody else throughout this entire reality, whether it's this galaxy or other galaxies that are around us all the way through the, every dimensional nature of physicality that you can possibly think of or even imagine. And then you see how this energy is such that when you set that resonance pattern up, you can go anywhere instantaneously provided that you have no thought patterns within you that restrict you. And that's what we're going to do with full consciousness. We're going to get rid of these restriction patterns, and we're going to begin to see exactly who and what we are and be able to use that. And the complete and wondrous power of who we are will then potentialize completely and manifest in each one of us. And that's what we have now. So each one of us is a potential angel that's switching into this, becoming this physical angel, but we're doing it little strides by little strides, only to us it seems like giant leaps because before... There are whole generations behind us that have never had a chance to do this or were taught and believed that such stuff that we're talking about right now is impossible, but it's not. It's extremely plausible. And, of course, I could go on forever just talking about what Washta told me in the ships about how you could do this and showing me how you can do this because they would just give me a resonator pin, put it, I would put it on and I could walk through walls. I could do anything. I could float around. I could levitate. I could do all kinds of things because what it was doing was it was just expanding the potential of what I was asking to happen. All the limitations built and set within me was with that pin was being basically put on hold. And so 
as we move toward full consciousness, think of what we are capable of becoming and what we are now bit by bit becoming. And you look at all the headaches and the problems you're going through and you say, this is a wonderful result of the change because of all the stuff since the time of ancient Atlantis put in us, we are now taking that out. And we are allowing ourselves to become who we are again capable of being in. You look at that and you have to say blessings to all in heaven and to the Creator for allowing all of this to happen right now for all of us. It's an amazing thing. Now, I have a question about um, going into meditation and being able to work with this. Uh, Does the electrical equipment that we have around us, all the computers, all electrical lines, the satellites, does that interfere... It interferes to a point because what we have to learn and understand is we are stronger than any of that stuff. If you had an ascended master and he sat down and he meditated, he would create whatever he wanted. As a matter of fact, if he wanted to, he'd create a strong enough field that none of that stuff would get within two or three miles of him. So what we need to do is get it beyond our belief systems. This is the thing that separates a fully conscious being from ourselves their basic conceptual concept of themselves, their potentialized field has been totally manifested. Where with us, we have lots of stuff around us that we do not yet know how to work. So it sits there ready to do amazing things, but we yet do not have the confidence and or the belief to allow it to happen. So when you meditate, understand that. And so the first thing you need to do is to just work on how to just clear all those beliefs that you have within you. And we all have it. I mean, from the time we were born, we have epigenetic fields, plus ones we have created during our lifetimes, that say you can't do this, when in actuality, we can. It's just like somebody's turned off a switch in a computer or a radio circuit. We know that we, if we understood that, we would know how to turn that switch back on and how to use it, how to modulate it so that we could work it and make it capable of doing whatever we needed to manifest. And that is, that is the kind of stuff that we are going to learn. But right now, we do have our own little limitations. And one of the things we're all attempting to do right now is to overcome that and become better meditators, become better manifestors, etc. This is part of our process because we have all this stuff within us, these epigenetic fields, Let's say, no, you can't do this, or else the epigenetic fields have actually turned off the sequencing to allow all that to happen. So we, that's why these magnificent light chambers are so important, because they are going to turn all that stuff on and get rid of all the epigenetic fields within ourselves and allow us to return. In other words, you might say, might just say with that, all the circuits are on again, and they're operating at full capacity. And that's what really uh, the difference between a fully conscious being like an ascended master and ourselves is all about. That's why every one of them can take what Jesus said, you can take everybody. They said, we are prototypes for you. We know that we have learned how through generations and in this one particular lifetime finished it off with a ceremony and became fully conscious beings, immortal beings. But we all are that. You're no better than I am. The only difference between me and you is I have learned how to turn that stuff on. You have not because you either lack the confidence or you 
or you lack the means to do it. So what, what these chambers are going to do is take care of that, allow you to basically ascend with these systems and allow you to become one with all of them. And they welcome it because they look forward to having us together because their job is to supervise us and they would prefer to supervise us as beings that are fully conscious and able to potentialize any degree of things that is commanded by the divine plan for us to do. And they know that because we are together and where more than one is gathered, the power increases, then their abilities to work with each other and with us goes up immensely. And so they look forward to that. They are welcoming that and they cannot wait for the right divine time for all that to occur. And, of course, all of us, if we fully know and understand the nature of all of that, have to realize deep within ourselves that, yes, all this is happening. It's part of a divine plan. Yes, it may hurt right now. Yes, we may be in discomfiture over some of the stuff happening to us physically. But in the long run, it's about change. That's why many people, when they are, see their heart chakras change, they get running hearts, etc., they run off to their doctors. Their doctor sends them off to a cardiologist, and the cardiologist does tests and comes back and says, as far as I can tell, sir or madam, there's nothing wrong with you. But, 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 but that's just symptoms. <laughs> wow. So we, we, have to just, we have to just understand that that's what's happening to us. The great immense potential, the great immense profit said to us, the great prophecies said to us about the changes that we are to undergo is now happening. It's not about a, a great destruction. It's about a great construction. It's about a great building up of what we are truly capable of being. It means that the, the animals and the plants, the ecosystem that we exist in will change because it has to adjust to our energies and it knows now that it can actually interact with us. And that means that we suddenly change the entire environment that we're existing in. It's no longer an environment where you just look at a leaf and it's there, or you look at a tree, or you look at a plant. Suddenly, that leaf, that tree, that plant talks to you. You can see and feel the energy fields around it. You can interact with those fields. You can make those fields better. You can discover things of how it's affecting the earth. You can talk to Gaia directly. All these things... Make it possible for you to be not in any fear anymore, but in joy. That's why St. Germain, when he had Jefferson change the very nature of John Locke's three concepts for the Constitution of Great Britain and the Great Revolution of the late 1690s, I mean 1680s, what he did was he changed property to pursuit of happiness because... The greatest single salutation you have in Syrian is Salamat Jah, be in joy. When you are in joy, when you are one with all that you are and that all that the universe is about, that is the highest state of consciousness possible. That's God consciousness. And so when you realize that and you see and you feel it, you understand all that. Like when I was on the ships, I would feel that energy all the time. It's like two different worlds. It's so immensely different than this place, yet we are now having the potential for this grand transformation, this ascension to occur. So when we look at all of that, 
we need to be in joy about it. We need to understand that whatever trial or tribulations we may go through, that in the long run, it's about change. It's about change that it's actually going to transform who and what we are into what we are really meant to be. And that's pretty incredible. At least it is to me. Yeah, it is. Sheldon, I have, I have a question that someone asked me uh, uh, to uh, forward. And um, so you've spoken about our individual mentors coming to be with us after disclosure on our planet. But I'm suspecting that they are here with us already, but not in our viewing capability and working with us. Is that a possibility? Uh, yeah, they do that all the time. They, you know, they are fully trained. They have the dossiers from the medical teams every day. They can look at us just like the medical teams do because they're all fully conscious beings. They have the ability to talk to our I am presence. They have the ability to talk to our consciousness at levels where we cannot directly hear them, yet they interact. They're almost like a second set of consciousness within us. So, yes, that is true. They are doing that. But the thing they really want to do is the physical interaction because we need to have a being that we really believe in or that we learn to trust that can tell us all these secrets about the nature of life, the nature of the divine plan, and the nature of who we truly are and have us understand that, look through our Akashic records with them, understand better who we are so that we have absolutely no qualms when the magic moment comes to step in the chambers that indeed this is the final part of an immense change that took a long time to happen but that we finally reach that moment and as we move forward in time year by year it gets down less and we are practically right now to the point where everything changes and starts changing fast we are right at the edge of the end point the change so as we do all of this, and as we understand it all, we need to get a better grip on ourselves and learn this world is changing. There is nothing that is going to stop this. And let me tell you, the powers that be on this planet have done everything they can think of, from technology of all kinds of natures to physical and spiritual stuff, to stop this and they have not been able to do so. This is inevitable. It is kind of like looking backwards and seeing a tsunami coming towards you. There is no way you can stop that water from inundating everything around you. And so you have to learn to just be one with it and understand it. Oh, yes, we'll get to higher ground as fast as you can. But the thing is, it's there. It was an unstoppable force, and that's what this change is about. It's an unstoppable force. Will we be doing this in layers, or will it happen all at once? I mean, first, as groups of people, I mean. Well, they want to interact with us, because right now it would have to be in layers, and they don't want to do it that way. They want all of us to absorb the basic instructions required to understand this, to actually be allowed to feel it, to manipulate it, to be a part of it, and understand that what's happening here is a change for the better. And it's a part of us that we have had to ignore because this moneyed society and this living apart and this whole spiritual aspect that we have been forced to ignore can be ignored no longer. And when that spiritual aspect comes back, it changes the entire nature of how this society operates. 
Consciousness is the greatest divider tool around. It changes peoples from what they are to what they should be. So it ends divisions. It ends the I'm greater than you thing. It ends I have more money than you and all that stuff just becomes totally irrelevant. And it begins a process of helping us to understand that deep within all of us, there is a basic seed of life. This basic seed of life is connected to greater sources that understand what this seed is about, the I am presence, and that I am presence is connected to the creator energies. And so all of this is flowing forward, and that's what we really, really need to understand and utilize. And that's what contact and the mentors are all about. They want us to accept this. They want us to understand the immensity of what this is all about, and they want to be a part of this change because we are a group in this solar system, especially now on this planet, that needs to go through this transformation so that great things based upon what the divine plan has said next is to occur can manifest. And so they look upon us as being children that are growing quickly into adults and their process is to be like great teachers and allow this process to move forward exponentially so that we become true adults, fully conscious beings operating in this fully conscious reality. And that right now, to many of us, seems odd because no science fiction movie, no science fiction novel, no spiritual novel or movie has ever come close to fully understanding what all of this truly means. And that's what we really need to understand. And that's what the mentors are about. They are the beings who are coming here to teach us by knowing who we are, to teach us about who we truly are and where we're going and the immense potential in each of us that is now largely not manifesting. And so it has to be moved up to where it can manifest, get it out of its dreary, uneven species part of doing nothing and get into a space where it can indeed manifest. And that's what this is really all about. Okay. Let me just let people know that you have a webinar coming up, uh, which is starting Sunday, May 25th. And, um, and it also, again, on Thursday, May 29th. You can watch both days or just one or the other. And uh, it's going to be, well, it's going to be about our sun, earth, and moon. Right. Um, each project, um, special energies that influence us as we prepare for ascension and for full consciousness. Sheldon, you want to kind of talk about the power of the, of the sun and the earth and the moon here a little bit, give people an idea, and then... Well, let me talk about it. We're going to talk about the sun as a living star. We're going to talk about the nature of the sunspots and the flares and everything about global warming. What's the sun's role in all of this? We're going to look at the earth. It's changing meridian and grid system, how this relates to steward, to sacred sites and to stewardship. We're going to look at the moon and see what it's... What it's phases really mean? What, are, what is the relationship to the tide? What is the moon? Why do we need a two-moon system when this planet returns to full consciousness? And then we're going to look at how this all relates to our ascension process and how we can tap into this ascension energy so we can be a part of this process of change. And that's what we're going to be doing. And I'm going to be having uh, meditation at the end of this, a uh, little thing you can use later when this is all over, when I finish my, my webinar. So 
I think it's a time for people that can spend this hour, hour and a half with us and learn better how indeed this is. And if you wish to do that, just go to our website, which is uh, www.paoweb.com and just look for the webinars on the front page of the website and just go there and you can, you can register for it. It's only $15 and it allows you to go to both of these ones that we just mentioned, the one on Sunday afternoon at 12 and the one on, on Thursday afternoon at, at 6 o'clock in the evening uh, Pacific Coast time. Okay. Wow. Well, we thank you for being with us today. and uh, Your webinars are, I think at this point, very important for people to listen to. Right. Oh, you are always sitting on the edge in preparation to support humanity. I, um, you know, it is just great excitement always to have you with us. We thank you for the time and um, blessings to you and Colleen and um, and we'll be on we'll be online listening. <laughs> yes, I, I look forward to everybody being there. I can't wait till we get these really large ones where we get up to a thousand people or more. I would really like that because I really consider the energy the energies of the information that they give me because it's a direct uh, not channeling but direct communications is pretty important to understanding exactly what's occurring out there in the world and how it's affecting our shift into becoming fully conscious, fully ascended beings of light. Well, thank you for being here for everyone because we need people like you to hold our hand as as we're going through all of this. Well, thank you very much, Paula. So, uh, blessings to you, and um, we'll be talking again soon. Right, and blessings to the both of you, and salamat to everybody who has listened today, and be in joy. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Bye. Bye-bye.